Okay, Astro baby, there's your artsy-fartsy beginning. We got a date with destiny. Start stroking, boys. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. And welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 126, the comic book show that comes from a land down under, where women glow and men ponder why the women are glowing. <laughs> I'm Richard Gray. I'm very hot David McVeigh. And I'm David, I hate American Sniper Longo. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to get in one more snipe, didn't you? I had to, yeah. Well, well it is the Australia Day special. Uh, in this issue, Marvel announces they're going to end all their universes. It seems like a pretty extreme way to get rid of Spider Island, but who are we to judge? Then it's Melbourne Comics Quarterly number one, Burning Fields, Grew Friends and Foes, Twilight Zone, Millennium, and a bunch of other books in what we've been reading. Plus, our kick-ass pick of the week, Awkward by Jace Harper for Milk Shadow Books. This is Behind the Panels. how appropriate was it actually managed to find an Australian song called Awkward uh, <laughs> for this week's uh, pick, which is, this is kind of our Australia Day special. We thought this, this show will probably come out on, on or close to Australia Day this year, so we thought we'll do an Australian book because it's been the last one we did as a featured pick of the week. We mention Australian books all the time, mm. but the last one we did as a featured pick was way back in episode 51 when we did The Deep. Uh, wow. And that that predates you as a regular. Yeah, we had so. um, well, since then we have talked about fly. Oh, but it we, wasn't actually a pick. We've yeah. actually we've had Australian creators yeah. on. We've talked about them from week to week. But we haven't actually done a featured pick. So I, I wanted to do this one because I got this late last year and I really really enjoyed it. Uh, but um, do you know Australia's had a, a range of uh, superheroes over mm-hmm. the years? Um, and here's one that was somebody's <laughs> sponsor once. <laughs> Look at Super Toyota Man to help you get super deals at the Toyota Super Stock Take Sale. Thank you, Super Toyota Man. Let me get you a Super Toyota deal. And we're back. <laughs> and that's what they call the cultural cringe. It's <laughs> <laughs> truth. Wasn't there an Australian superhero in Batman at one stage? Like um, Captain Kangaroo or something? Well, there's or Captain like, Boomerang. Uh, Captain Cap- Boomerang. Thank you. That's, Boomerang. He's, that's he's, Flash. Yeah. he's more of a Flash. Like one, in, yeah. in Batman Incorporated, like he took over. He became the Australian Batman. And didn't, didn't Claremont move the X-Men to Australia at one point? I think he might have. Actually. Yeah. There's, there's, there's and a, if you don't, oh, if yeah. And, um, and, even, the, and Bendis in um, the, like, the new run. He, heaps of Australia is in it. And let's not forget that... Uh, that uh, Wolverine was played by an Australian or a really bad Australian accent in one of the comic, in one of the cartoons. Remember you played hey, the clip? Yeah, and Wolverine, yeah, yeah. Was, Wolverine was played by an Australian in the movies. Well, there you go. And, uh, and Chris Hemsworth is is the god one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the god one. I actually do remember when they did Extreme X-Men, and this would have been going back about 10 years or more, um, and Extreme X-Men, some of that was set in Sydney, and someone had done this lovingly. I think it was Salvador LaRocca was the artist at the time. And he'd obviously clearly spent some time or seen some um, visual fo- uh, visual reference guides because he had the most lovingly recreated version of the Queen Victoria building that I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've been there. Yeah, my wife's there right now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, she won't be by the time this, this goes out. No, no, no. Of no. course. Well, actually, she might um, be. She may just never come home. We're, we're like in every superhero movie, aren't we? 
If you think about it, and X-Men was Heath actually had an Australian and a New Zealander. Yeah, right. Wow. Wow. we got to mention Heath Ledger's Joker when we're on it. It just has to be mentioned. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah, like the one. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. He, he was Joker for a while, yeah. wasn't he? Hmm. And Jared Leto is going to be doing an impersonation of him, I understand. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. In Suicide Squad. So uh, I think that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk the, about the, the, the uh, non-hardy Suicide Squad? The non- <laughs> <laughs> it's not very funny anymore. It's not no, hardy. No, it's not hardy. <laughs> hardy, har, har. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it. Proved to be the bane of his existence. Oh, oh. it's very hot in it's, here. It's hot in here. Should we move on to something about what we've been reading? Sure, why not? Where looks like we got ourselves a reader. Read between the lines, bitch. Read a few lines this week. I'll open up with the Australian book uh, that I read this week, and it's actually being launched as we speak right now um, on the 25th of January 2015 uh, down in Melbourne. It's the Melbourne Comics Quarterly, and as mm. the name would imply, it's going to be a quarterly release book. It kind of aims to be a little bit like 2000 AD or um, Dark Horse Presents, sort of like uh, Homebrew Vampire Bullets, which we had out last year yeah, as yeah. well. It's going to be an anthology, basically, and the first one is actually kind of cool um, I got to see an advanced copy of it. It has bits in there from Craig Bruins um, from Above comic in there. It has this little Steve Boyd's um, interstitials of Pokey the Rabbit throughout it. It kind of holds the whole thing together, which is kind of cool. Um, there was uh, a few other d- different comics are in there as well, but the one I thought you guys would be interested in is a new Killaroo comic. Uh, I don't know if you know Killaroo, but it's written by Paul Bedford. Oh, Paul. Yeah, so man. Uh, our man Paul, uh, in between uh, his last project and he's working on the list too for this year. So um, if you want to know what's coming out, Australian Comics-wise, actually posted two articles not uh, long ago on BehindThePanels.net about Australian Comics that, I'm looking again? forward to. BehindThePanels.net. <laughs> um, uh, this, this could be someone's first show. It could be. You know. um, I'm only going to listen to the Australian bits. <laughs> now I'm going to actually, actually, g'day, mate. <laughs> Sorry to derail for one second, but I'm yeah. going to bring this up right now, considering we've just mentioned it. Yeah, which is we had once again, and this is this feedback further down the line. Mm. But somebody said to us, "I can't go back on iTunes and see past episodes." Yeah, blah blah. blah. Let us remind you one more time. What was that site again? Behindthepanels.net. If you want to know all the shows that we have done in the past, you don't rely on iTunes. iTunes is just an aggregator. Go to... Behindthepanels.net. Thank you. And there is a list of every episode we have ever done with every pick that we've ever done. And funnily enough, every episode is there for you to download and listen to. Yeah, there's a little link at the top that says episode list. Yes. And there's also the show. Mm. I, rec- I recommend that links. you go find episode one and you download all the ones up to date first and then you listen to the ones you want. Yeah. 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 Download them all first and then decide what you want to yeah. listen to. It's easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's, find it, that it, way. It's, just, it's, it's good. It's, it's it good. doesn't help our stats out in any way, of course. But, but uh, just a reminder that iTunes is an aggregator, but if you want to find all the details, plus extra articles, plus things that Richard has written, plus all that extra wonderful goodness, it is. Behindthepanels.net. It would Thank be fun you. to go, maybe for us even to go back and listen to episodes where we like predicted what was going to happen. the Avengers and what was going to Every episode yeah. in my iTunes, yeah. dude. I, when, when I ever, whenever there's an anniversary show or something where we're looking back, I go through old episodes yeah. and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Episode one was called Between the Panels. Like it was, we, we had a different, Whoa. we had a different show title. You know, yeah. Yeah, we we, didn't, had, we had a battle war, and and Longo was just a twinkle in our eyes. <laughs> 
He wasn't even an itch in his daddy's pants yet. So anyway, um, <laughs> that book is being launched. That Melbourne Comics Quarterly is being launched uh, right now as I speak, and it's being launched obviously in Melbourne. Um, but I'm told it's going to be in comic book stores across Australia. Mm. You can um, might be able to order it online as well. So have a look out for it. I'm, I'm excited that we've got something like this. In I the think country. it's fantastic. Mm. And the post that went up into Facebook got a thousand something hits. It was yeah, like, it yeah. was it was really really um, like I was excited. Just yeah. to, I mean, people are excited to see Australian content given such a great sort of showcase. Support so, it, people. It's our industry. Absolutely. So look, a couple of other ones came out this week, uh, which weren't Australian, but we're going to talk about them anyway. <laughs> Actually, there is one I want to talk about. Zombies vs. Robots uh, is co-created by Ashley Wood. Ash Wood's an Australian artist. Um, so it is Australian. So it is Australian, yeah. kind of. Yeah. But he's he's the co-creator, but this is stuff other people have done sort of going off. This is the first ongoing series based on uh, the Zombies vs. Robots idea mm. uh, that he he co-created. And he does the cover and a front piece and a, and a, and, and a new spread in, in the actual comic as well. But there's some other people in there. Steve Niles has a piece um, in there. I've got, I've got to say, it's not my favourite uh, book I've read uh, this this month. And uh, I, don't, I didn't find... I found the concept mm-hmm. a little bit um, alienating. Yeah. Um, but there's some beautiful art in there. Then in, and, in the spirit um, of Australia, it's it's an American But comic, in the spirit sure. of Australia, in the spirit of David and Margaret, um, I'm going to give it four <laughs> extra stars than I'd give any other country's <laughs> thing. So... Uh, <laughs> no, it's like Russell Crowe. Whenever he's bad, he's a Kiwi. When he's great, he's an Australian. <laughs> yeah, it's like a credit yeah. house were the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, although some of them were Australian, to be mm. fair. Um, let's talk about some of the other stuff that came out. Rain, number one. That's R-E-Y-N. I'm sounding more Australian now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rain. Yeah. Not James Rain. We should do the whole podcast like this, mate. Bloody oath we should. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> yeah, Civil Cole. War, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, David's just showed us a picture of a cat wearing a Batman outfit. <laughs> it is very warm. It, it is, is very warm. I'm starting to feel a bit delirious. Yeah. <laughs> so Rain came out this week. I actually really enjoyed this one, Dave. You you read this as well, didn't you? I did read this one as well. Yeah, it was okay. It, it was, was okay. It, it sort of got that um, sort of medieval, not medieval, kind of fantasy realm sort of feel to where there's where mysticism sort of vanished for a long time in there, but there's sort of you know there's elements. Yeah, I like I, I like the fact that. Um, there's also this mystery as well because there's a strange they kind of look like frog purple frog things yeah but they're just and hanging are, out are they shape changers though because at one point it looks human and suddenly yeah. and so you start going and then there's the lead character who seems to be some kind of race of of knights that are like peacekeepers yes and they're supposed to all be gone but suddenly he's there and nobody knows why he's come back and it's intriguing but it's for a first issue it's actually got enough in it that it makes me go I'm intrigued I want to know more and I quite like the art style yes um, it's quite a um, it's, 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 it's an amazing this is this is from this is a new image comics image, title yeah. uh, this is written by uh, Kel Simons uh, and that artist we like is Nate Stockman and I really have to give massive props to Paul Little who does the colours on this because mm. it's a really Really, really lovely. Um, I don't think. Look, I don't think it's. It hasn't set the world on fire. As like this is absolutely must read. But it is so intriguing that it's I a really, solid first issue. It's though. a solid first issue, mm. and I really want to see more. And I think this could lead to being a really solid first trade. That looks and really good from yeah. what I'm seeing. Yeah. So it's look. It is really intriguing. Well worth having a look at. I just want to mention a couple of other ones really quickly because we want to talk a little bit about what we've been what we've been watching as well. Uh, there was a Gru Friends and Foes number one that I haven't came got to out. This one yet, but you have. This is the first of a twelve issue series that they're doing. Again, this is this. 
is following on from the success of uh, Groovy Kona. Which ended really suddenly. I thought there was still another issue to come and yeah. it's finished. Yeah, but so. you, I mean, you, we're never going to expect it to end in, in anything close to Well, that's true. It, it was is, pretty obvious. It is Groovy vs. Conan. <laughs> um, did you get around to Burning Fields as well, David? I did get around to Burning yeah. Fields. I actually quite liked Burning Fields. Uh, for Particularly those, the, uh, the big twist at the end. The big twist at the end was rough. I, I quite like it because it's, it's basically playing on the idea that the um, – what are they called? Where the not the military, the militia is it? The you know yeah. the, the Blackwater type people yeah. over in Iraq who are obviously doing something a little bit under uh, that they're not supposed to be doing. And this investigator is brought in because there's something going on, and she's already run her tour. She was run out in disgrace by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, and she's brought back, and of course there's a lot of hostility, and then of course we get to that stellar last panel that you were talking about. So it's intriguing because there's also. I like there's one line in it which I really love, which is just because we're Iraqi, because the Iraqis are talking to each other and it's an Iraqi investigator. And he's saying just because we're Iraqi, doesn't they think we don't know what we're doing. The uh, thing I really liked about, uh, I mean, I like the art about this mm. uh, on this book. Uh, this was written by Michael Marici and Tim Daniel and Colin Lorimer as the artist on this. It has this really sort of noirish kind mm, of feel yeah. to some of the, the city scenes. Um, Lorimer did some work on Harvest, which was a book that we, that we uh, enjoyed uh, last mm. year as well. You've, you've probably seen him in things like Dark Horse Presents and, and different bits and pieces as well. Um, Lorimer was the main, in fact, artist and colorist on, on Harvest, and I really, really enjoyed that book. So for people who enjoy that, actually, tonally, it's a very similar book as well. So I, I think I'd recommend it to those people. Um David, I didn't actually get around to reading Galaxy Quest, The Journey Continues. I was going to, re- I was going to talk about two of them, actually. Yeah. I think you got two. One of them goes Galaxy Quest, The Journey Continues, which is an ordinary book at this point. It is just a tie-in book. Um, but um, but uh, it is, uh, it's intriguing how they've actually gone about doing a sequel to it. So for those who have seen the movie, uh, you know at one point he activated the Omega-13, which gave you back 13 minutes, 13 seconds, yeah. uh, managed to back up time for 13 seconds. This is picking up years later. They're in their successful TV series. They're now negotiating to do a movie of it, blah, blah, blah. And we now cut to an, a, another alien race who have been affected by that 13 second time rewind. They mm. had succeeded at something. They're like rebels on their planet. They'd succeeded at it. Time had gone backwards and then it failed. I thought you said timey wind. No, timey, time, time rewind. <laughs> and then, 30 second timey wind. <laughs> and then they failed. And so now they're seeking revenge on whoever it was that did it. So, of course, they're coming to Earth to get the people of Galaxy Quest. That sounds so kind of cool. They're kind of being brought back into the space adventure, even though they're, not, they're all still actors. One more I'll mention, because it's got Galaxy in the title, is the new Guardians of the Galaxy came out this mm. week. And this is the one where um, the Guardians go to the home world of uh, the symbiotes. So they, they've got this, they've yes. got venom with them. It's actually really, and they they tell the history of the symbiotes, and they actually seem like pretty decent. And people. you actually mentioned before the show that <laughs> Bendis has found his sense of humor again. Yeah, it really is. There's 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 this one scene where it's like Quill and Gamora arguing, and, and he's, she's saying, "Let's we should save this man." He's like, ten minutes ago, you wanted to throw him out of an airlock. I'm complicated." <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, and it's that kind of you know sharp you know mm. rapid fire dialogue that we got from the DNA run. And that's the Dan Abnett and um, Andy Lanning run. I had a note to someone uh, said to me recently that um, you know someone casually mentioned that occasionally we'll mention people like Morrison or Moore and they won't know who that is. And I think it's we obvious should, yeah, to we us should we should clarify. Yeah. So uh, the the in fact uh, the the run of Guardians of the Galaxy we're talking about is what we consider to be the best run mm-hmm. of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is now available as the complete Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning Andy Lanning Andy Lanning run. <laughs> Um, which is available in two complete volumes now 
um, 13 issues a piece or something like Gotta that. Get those. So definitely get those. And Thanos Imperative, which is out of print. Oh, and really? speaking mm. of Brian Michael Bendis, we should also talk about Powers number one that yes. came out, which is, I can't remember what volume number we're up to now. It's something down Four way or down five, the yeah. But consider this, <laughs> Powers first came out in 2000. So this is its... 15th year. Can I ask a question about Powers just quickly? Um, I've been unsure about it. Do they, every time they do a number one, do they reset the storyline or do they have new characters or it's just a direct... It's just a new story arc that they're going into. So basically the way Powers works is throughout each volume there's one major overarching story and then there's lots of little things that happen in between, just like a TV series. Um, And in this one we now find this is all post-Bureau, this is all post them burning all that down. Uh, We find that Dina is back on the force and she's just being a cop again but she's written a very successful book about Powers Mm -hmm. and uh, she has a new partner and there's a new set of powers crimes that are starting to happen because powers seem to be popping up all over mm-hmm. the place again. And so it's all about uh, trying to find out what's going on and also looking for uh, uh, the lead. Uh, God, his name's gone out of my head. I can't believe I his name. I don't remember. Gone. I read um, anyway, Who um, Killed Retro Girl years yeah, and well, years ago. Well, who, yeah. who, goes, who Killed Retro Girl is an interesting arc because that was only, what, five issues or something mm. like that. But that's actually not the first volume. That's only oh, really? the first five issues of the first volume. The first volume went for 22 issues or 30 issues, something like yeah, that. Right, so okay. it goes on to other stuff. But yeah. in this one, this is a good return to form. So if you are a Powers fan and have found it waning, this is funny. Mm. This is The dialogue out of Dina's mouth um, in this issue is outrageous, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a really funny good it's a really good jumping on Powers point. is one of those books that I've wanted to do the whole thing for I've ages. done it all I've stuck yeah. with Powers since the beginning and I've really enjoyed it yeah. so it's well worth having a look at Christian thank you that's his name Christian and then they're um, looking for Christian because he's disappeared again and uh, they do find him at the end of the first issue but I don't want to tell you where because it's a great sight gag <laughs> <laughs> the uh, next week in terms of comics what's coming out is uh, Munchkin number one from Boom Studios is that based on the Munchkin yes, game yes it is it oh is based God. on the, uh, the card playing game of the uh, how do you write a call? No, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> those games, do, those games tend to have a pretty extensive. Well, story sure, and there world. have been Magic the Gathering comics, so Absolutely I shouldn't, I shouldn't judge. Um, waiting for Magic the Gathering the movie at some stage. <laughs> It'll come. Uh, that's from Boom. Effigy number one uh, is coming out. That's Tim Seeley's new Vertigo series. It's definitely worth checking out. Harley Quinn number fourteen is just a book we always follow. The Multiversity Guidebook. And I will read anything with multiverse in the title. And Nicholas, is that also written by Grant Morrison? It'll, yeah, also written by... Of course by it Mo- is. Of course it is. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, and just, just um, there's a very small piece in there, a bit of art from Nicholas Scott to keep this oh, Australian. Okay, cool. So uh, Vertigo Quarterly, Black number one's coming out. Bitch Planet number two, yeah. that's Kelly Sue DeConnick's series. We're really enjoying that. A new series from Jonathan Hickman called Dying in the Dead. It'll be too intelligent for me. <laughs> <laughs> what was and our statement for Hickman? It needs a chart. It needs it? a chart, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diagrams and the so, chart. So yeah. get your chart ready now. <laughs> and um, get your crayons and your yeah, just sketch out. We're, 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 doing, have, we're doing the full Hickman. I have a large Hickman whiteboard with multicolored. <laughs> yeah, it looks like one of those crazies, right? <laughs> of all the for string those, attaching. So, for those of you who don't know Jonathan Hickman, he's been writing Avengers for the last you know four or five years or something, and it's just this epic arc that's just one continuous story, mm. which literally had a chart at the back of every yeah. issue. And who I, died I next? And, and, yeah. I, and I love him even more for it. Yeah, no, and, and that runs coming to an end. Great. Soon. Yeah. But this yeah. this new, next debut confuses me slightly, given <laughs> the news we're going to be talking about later. Uncanny Avengers number one, which is a new <laughs> series from you guessed it, Rick Remender. 
so that's coming out next week. But for now, we've, that's a lot of stuff. Can, can I also just point out one thing very quickly before you move on? Oh, powers, just to, just to coincide with the new volume of Powers, the Powers TV series is hitting the PlayStation Network in... in March 12th. March 12th. Ooh. That's right, yeah. All at once? So we didn't know three, three episodes. Three, first three with. episodes, right. but I reckon they'll probably release them in chunks yeah. going along the way. So that's what we've been, uh, what, uh, that's what we've been reading. And now I do the other one, you with, do. which yeah. is. I've been watching you. A la 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 long. A la 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 long, 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 long. Oliver Queen is dead. After tonight, everyone's going to know that the Flash exists. Are you ready for that? <sighs> I believe you left this on my desk. It's a riddle. It's a cupcake with a live bullet sticking out of it. It's a riddle. It's menacing and weird and inedible. That's you, John Constantine. It's been a long time. Identify yourself. Face me like a real man, not with your hand up another's ass like a bloody puppet. My point is that the lack of a silver spoon has set you on a certain path, but you needn't stay on it. If you're prepared to adapt and learn, you can transform. Oh, like in My Fair Lady. That last one is, of course, Kingsman, the Secret Service, which is actually our pick of the week next week. Mm -hmm. And we we won't talk about it too much now, except to say that we all saw it this week together, Mm -hmm. in fact. Um, It's a great time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Let's not bury the lead on that one. No, I'm just saying in general, that that set of clips just go... That's my week. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't have an Agent Carter this week and Walking Dead's coming back soon. Yeah. So oh, my God. Yeah. So, look, uh, lot, some of the highlights there. Look, yes, they're still looking for um, Ollie in Arrow after the uh, there was the season return of Arrow and season return I have return to say, Flash. good episode. I preferred The Flash. The Flash this week was The Flash was, this week was let's, amazing. Let's talk about the big uh, highlights of The Flash this week and I'm going to give some spoilers because I don't care because it was just too damn awesome. Um, we've already met um, half of Firestorm mm-hmm. and Firestorm's on this thing. We met um, the other half of Firestorm, and so that's kind of cool. That was just we a big We met him or we talked about him. No, no, I think we – did they actually meet him? No, did no, no. I'm sure they introduced him. I'm sure I remember seeing them talking to him and – uh, but they went to a university or something to talk I thought to they him. just talked about him. Because I remember going, hearing his name going, that's him. But I don't remember meeting him. Anyway, I, I feel matter. like they've met him. But then again, I was reading a lot of... I'm going to watch um, the episode again tonight. I was, reading a lot of Future Zen. <laughs> I was reading a lot of Future Zen this week. And he's a big character in that. So I could be getting too big. But, but the, stuff, the mere fact that Flash is now public. Flash is public. As you heard in that clip yeah. now, he, had to, he was forced to meet... You, you had a confrontation, like he was being ganged up on by, and I'm getting excited just talking about this, Captain Cold and Heatwave, <laughs> and uh, with, like full, with full powers happening. Like and with, how with guns, good is it know? to see him running up the side of a building with the two beams, beams. firing up after uh, him? As yeah. your son Nicholas keeps keeps saying, like the effects on this thing are just amazing. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, a, it's a really, 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 really cool series. I love both Arrow it's and cool Flash. It's a cool and hot show. Ah! <laughs> I think I see what you did there. <laughs> but I'm too hot right now to, uh, to think and about it. Been behind the panels. Been- <laughs> uh, Gotham is getting really good, and that clip you actually heard was the Riddler speaking. That was, but he's currently really. I would never. Yeah, I know. Uh, he, who, it's a it, requirement they in keep, the they contract. Keep, they keep winking yeah. at the audience, going, "It's a riddle." <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh gosh, you're a, 
<laughs> You're a joker, aren't you? <laughs> um, but no, it's actually really good because it's it's, it's all the crime I can't families. Wait for the supercut of Gotham, hey? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the 45 minutes minute. straight of just puns. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it is. It is getting good because it is like the the Gotham mobs moving against each other. The got ham. <laughs> it's like the got milk campaign. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just have ham smeared over their upper lip. <laughs> but bits bits of bacon just dangling from the corners of their beards. Um, we should do that quickly before someone else does that. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's actually really good because it is kind of the Gotham series I wanted because they've the last two episodes at least they've just forgotten Bruce Wayne exists. And so it's kind of like we're just getting some good stories on the streets of Gotham at the moment mm. and I really like that. Constantine was awesome. I'm, I'm going to be so sad if they don't renew this for a second season because it's And you were saying really, the ratings really are not that bad. No. Why, are they, why are they hounding on this? It's, it's kind of like the whiff of bad press and they just sort of abandon things. It's actually a really good show. It is, it, is, watch it. it is Fox. This is the, the, the network that has cancelled <laughs> Family Guy how many times? Yeah, and they cancelled mm. Firefly after 13 episodes. Exactly. So, yeah. so they, they, don't, they don't have any faith in anything. Uh, and... and the shame is because Matt Ryan is actually a really good Constantine. You just heard in that mm. clip, you know, you know, just yelling he's at him. He's a better Constantine than Keanu was. Yeah, <laughs> Yell, yelling at a demon, which I didn't mind that movie. But he's, I like you know, the movie. But. Yelling at a demon, you know, saying that, you know, you're, you're operating that man like a uh, like a, a man with a puppet with his hand up his well, ass. Well, and spoilers you know. for a few episodes ago. I mean, several episodes yeah. ago now. I mean, he sacrifices his friend Yeah. in that one episode, which is just rough as hell. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it, it, it's it, a great show. It, it, is, it is really good. You know, he's been possessed by demons. They brought in like some key characters from Hellblazer and Dr. Swamp Midnight. Thing and Dr. Mid... Yeah, absolutely. Papa Midnight. Papa Midnight. Papa Midnight. Uh, Dr. Of- Midnight is uh, Justice Society. So. Yeah, there's a lot of Doctors <laughs> and Midnights happening in the DCU. Yes. So. Uh, we should go back to Arrow though because we did glance over it. It was a good episode. Mm. Um, I love that line when uh, uh, Arsenal takes down somebody and the guy looks and goes, who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> I th- I, he's red. I thought he was green. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Diggle in the Arrow suit going, it's a bit tight. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of um, memes going around with Diggle's like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> but it's good, and I like what they're doing in this. It's, it's you know... We did see the gauntlet of the Atom. I mean, I think we can we can rest assured that Oliver Queen is alive. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we, we, we def- saw We saw the gauntlet of the Atom. We did. We um, definitely said, yeah, so Ray Palmer's building the Atom suit as we go through, so yeah. that's kind of... And you know, what the season's a powerhouse performance uh, from Felicity this week as she's, well. She's really good. Emily Bett Ricketts is, is doing amazing stuff. She's... I mean, my favorite thing in the series anyway. If, but. if you just follow her on Facebook, because she does these like, I can't remember what they're called. They're like bathroom therapy sessions. I think that's what they're <laughs> called. And for one of them was like, you know, you just saw the last episode, right? I think we all need a hug. And you know, <laughs> it's just her sitting in the bathtub with various DC toys going, I've lost the Joker. He's on the list. And he's still in the murder business. And then it'll cut back to, you know, Robin lying in the bathtub going, no. <laughs> so it's it's fun just to follow that stuff. And, and that's what I think is really good at great about the what Arrow have done. Is all the actor, a lot of the actors have kind of, and particularly Stephen Amell, he's absolutely embraced, really, it. really embracing social media. So you actually feel as though you you have an outlet. To hey, these what guys a result for his! I mean, I'm sorry, we're going to swear here for a second, yeah. but what a result for his fuck cancer campaign! Yeah, yeah, um, amazing. It's it's like it's basically that slogan with you know instead of the U, it's a. Um, like a little um, it's an cancer. Like, no, it's like a little ribbon. You know, oh, the little, so it's a little, little cancer ribbon. ribbon. But it's like that on a poster <laughs> on his head because his profile pic on his social media for the longest time was him sticking a post-it note on his head. Mm. And so people have taken that photo and it's kind of become his avatar. And in they a made lot a of t-shirt ways. out of it. Sold and the t-shirt. And for- they made... 
over a million dollars. Over a million dollars. And they were supposed to. Yeah. They were only aiming for several thousand. Yeah. And they went over a million dollars. The campaign organizers have thanked him personally. Yeah, and he's doing something else now. Yeah. So like he's using this platform, however long Arrow lasts and however he long his fame such lasts, a nice guy. to just like make money for <laughs> charities. He's really seems like a. So if you've, if for no other reason to support the show, support it because it's indirectly supporting all these uh, uh, these great charities. And we won't talk about Kingsman right now because no. Kingsman is next week, as we said. We will talk about just to just. Just say, say, listen to next week because we we are kind of positive on it. Mm. So. And it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's, it's, Shh, quiet, and, you. Don't worry the Don't worry the And because it's based on a Mark Millar uh, uh, um, a comic book and it's it's directed by uh, Matthew Vaughan, it may be an explicit episode. So it will we'll, be an explicit, explicit episode. episode. <laughs> but until then, we've got some pretty serious news headlines. And Marvel will expand its Star Wars universe in April with Kanan, the last Padawan, this time set within the Star Wars Rebels era. IDW will kick off a new monthly Disney line in April, starting with Uncle Scrooge. Mark Millar, the aforementioned, will launch Jupiter's Circle, a prequel to Jupiter's Legacy, in April for Image Comics with a different artist. Fox's Deadpool movie will commence production (laughs) in star Ryan Reynolds' hometown of Vancouver, Canada. This is a breeding ground for catchphrases to Dave Longo, (laughs) I think. Uh, Melissa Benois, uh, best known for her role as Marley Rose in Glee, um, it's another Glee cast member, has been cast as Supergirl in the forthcoming CBS series. Meanwhile, Fox has announced that Alexandra Shipp, Sophie Turner and Ty Sheridan have been cast as the Young Storm, Jean Grey and Cyclops in X-Men Apocalypse. I wanted to say Sophie Tucker, which would make... Like a very, very, very different X-Men film. Uh, finally, Marvel announced the end of the universes as we know it. Time has run out, said uh, the uh, CEO, I think it was, uh, for the Marvel Universe and Ultimate Universes, as the destruction of two universes brings forth the forging of a new battle world. Uh, it's time, I think, for a bit of a talking point. We see this as putting an end cap to, uh, to decades of stories and, and starting a new era. And when you see the scope of the event, you see what we're doing, what we're willing to do. Battleworld uh, essentially is uh, the detritus that's left over after uh, the destruction of the Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Universe. And it is the, uh, the, the little melting pot uh, in which the new Marvel Universe will be created, will be fermented. Um, that uh, all the, the bits and pieces and dribs and drabs, all the little sections uh, of Earths that were within those incursion zones, those little areas where it's intersected. All those little pieces have remained uh, and they'll be fused into a single gigantic organism, which is Battleworld, uh, in which uh, various characters will uh, live their lives uh, and uh, contend with this new situation uh, and will set up all of the building blocks and all of the bedrock of what the new Marvel Universe will be uh, you know, from that point going forward. Um. If we were to want to resurrect Gwen Stacy, this would be the place to do it, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, if you ever wondered what it might what might happen, or, or if we wanted, say, four Gwen Stacys. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if 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 you've ever wondered what might happen if you were to take the Age of Ultron universe and put it right next to the Marvel Zombies universe, here's your opportunity to see that. Well, I think it's uh, you know, Marvel universe as you know it is done. Ultimate universe as you know it is done. 
So I don't think we need to bother covering that story. So I'm done. So. <laughs> I won't be reading Marvel anymore. <laughs> okay. I wish I'd been filming right, no. Dave's okay. um, mo- motions to that. Right, actually. So, <laughs> like, well, some real talk here, kids. Yeah. Okay, now that was uh, about a minute and a half I extracted from the 28-minute Secret Wars live kickoff. 28 minutes. Uh, which you can find embedded on uh, the show notes on behindthepanels.net. Uh, this is what we do know. Uh, that uh, there's going to be a Battle World uh, miniseries. That's going to be the, the core event. We know that there'll be three umbrella branding banners that they're releasing different things underneath during this time. There'll be Battle World, War Zones, and Last Days. Uh, there'll be new titles released on either side of Battle World, but we don't know much beyond that. Here's what I think, kittens. We are seeing something very similar to Convergence. In in fact, it's probably going to be a couple of month event that we can ignore afterwards. I don't know if this will be quite the flashpoint to Marvel's version of the new 52. I don't think it's going to be the all new, all different 52 uh, now. Um, I don't think it's going to be that. And if it is, I, I've i lost a little bit of respect for Marvel because uh, it, it does seem like one, copying, uh, and two, uh, unnecessary, given that they have a pretty solid and accessible line there. But what I think we're going to see is just a chance for them to shake things up a bit. And you said to me before the show, Dave, it's probably going to end up with a couple of ultimate characters over in the 616. Mm. It'll end up with the actual event themselves will be an almighty mashup. It'll, I am it'll be far more cynical than you are. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change things no, that much. What I th- no, what I think it's going to do, this is I pers- think what they'll do, sorry, because I'm really quick on this. I just think what they'll do is they'll just delete all the characters that aren't selling and that's it. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. my, my personal opinion on this is, first Agreed. of all, I'm way old enough to remember the Secret War yeah. um, from the very early 1980s, which they were all taken to a place called, funnily enough, Battle World, yeah. and all set upon each other. And then when they returned, the Marvel Universe was slightly different yeah. because they all got they got to change things up a bit. What happened before will happen again. We've seen yeah. this, you know. Mm. First of all, I think the reason why they're doing this right now is actually an absolute opportune moment for them. I think what they are doing is streamlining mm. the Marvel Universe. You're right; it's going to come back, and it's going to be the Marvel Universe as we know it. But there will be a much more concise lineup of characters all of which will be movie-ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. This entire thing is bringing the comic books in line with the movie universe because what they want to do is make it so that anybody who watches a movie can come over and read a comic book the, and vice versa. If you watch the full 28 minutes of that, the really interesting things in the discussion is that they do talk about uh, exactly that, how how much I haven't watched great, that great work that the so. Marvel, uh, sorry, the, the, the Kevin Feige stuff is done with the Marvel Studios mm-hmm. universe. They also talk about, extensively talk about the branding um, and uh, part, branding partners that have tied into this, and they mentioned, oh yeah, Funko and Mattel and yep. all these people are going. So it is, it is a very sales based thing, yeah, and a, you know, of course, it is. They're a company; they have to make money. Of course, and this is um, why I think that this is why, for me personally, I think it makes perfect financial yeah. sense for them because let's face it, they make more money on the movies than they make on comic books. See, look, the thing is, what they've been yeah. saying about Battle World is that during the event, the Marvel Universe will be Battle World. Like yeah. that, that'll be the status quo. My feeling is they exactly like Secret War from Secret, prior. Exactly. Mm-hmm. My feeling is that there's there's some truth in that language that people are ignoring during the event. I think is is what they're telling and us. And then they'll all be. And then afterwards, Earth. there will be some changes, but I I don't think it'll be the end of because if you listen to that from Woe to Go, he actually says, you know, at the end of issue one of of Battle World or the end of issue one of Secret Wars. The, both universes end. So that's the end of issue one. Mm-hmm. Things will change. Like that's the, the shocking ending, you know. Unless they really are. I mean, but why would they reveal that now? Unless they really are going to end it all. I don't know. 
I just don't think it's going to be quite the disaster. I think Marvel would be silly to throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. bath yeah. at this point. Mm. So. I don't think they want a repeat of the New 52 as well. They don't want to be seen as copying. No. So what I think they're going to do is they're going to do this, which gives them an opportunity to just play havoc with their universe. Mm. It's like playing with your toys. Havoc, you say? Mm. Play havoc! Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, is he uh, Scott Summers' brother? Uh, yeah, but we don't talk yeah. about him anymore because he's yeah. licensed by Fox. <laughs> right, yeah. What, what, would, what would annoy <laughs> me, though, is if, if we end up with like the comics being the Coke Zero of the, of the movie Coke. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I, like, I don't think. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of people. Because it's have, like, what's the difference? I've really? sort of said that about Convergence is starting to bring back elements of the old uh, DC universe. It's kind of like you had your new Coke for long enough, and now it's like, we're bringing back classic DC. Mm. We're bringing back classic mm. Marvel. I, I think that's yeah. a brilliant marketing strategy. I think, I guess, I think like, Convergence <laughs> is exactly what they need to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think for this, I think what they're going to do. I love in this picture, by the way, we're seeing a female Captain America there as well. That's so. uh, this is the, the picture that you got there is the still that's on the, the mm. current thing. And that is basically every version of, they're sort of saying every version of Marvel that has ever we'll existed in Elseworlds, whatever, is potentially... Uh, mm. They've actually, If you go to the website, if you go to marvel.com, the, the official Marvel website, they've actually got a list of the titles that will be involved. And yeah, mm. there will be elements of Civil War in there. There will be elements of... of yeah, I think um, this is a perfect example. This is a perfect excuse mm. for them to go mash it all together, yeah. see what works, blend it with the movies, bring them out and say the Avengers will yeah. be the lineup. Yeah. Oddly movies, enough, though, I think know, I'm, like I'm kind of really excited for this. I know. Like if, that, if that's all, because it is, like, look, like, like I'm, actually kind, like, of, I'm like, kind of for it. Everything Marvel's done the last two years, I've loved. I've yeah. been, I've been behind everything they've done since Marvel now upwards. It's just been great. AVX wasn't great. So no, I've had, I've I, had, I, I, had, I, I love AVX. I've had some missteps with them. Spider Island, yeah. you know. So. Well, look at him, but like you know, like there's, yeah, there's that wasn't two years. That wasn't Marvel. Okay, now, fair, the enough, Island, fair, enough, fair enough. Fair enough. That's the second Spider Island reference in, in this show. <laughs> yeah. But my, my point being is that like. Let's see what they do first before yeah. before we jump off the, sh- I know, off the I ship. I absolutely because agree. I think I think yeah. this this seems to me maybe like I mean it just clicked now when I saw the Spider Man in that image that Richard's got pulled up on the computer here that this is just might be like hey Spider Verse has done really well let's let's do that a whole yeah. big thing with that and it, it might not be like the let's image converge looks, them with the movies yeah or, exactly the image looks very much like the, like like the like Spider Verse uh, yeah, 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 yeah it does and the thing is the question that I want to ask you guys is like if it does become like the Marvel Universe movies. Is that really a bad thing, though? No, I don't think because it is. Because I love be- the movies. Because and, like, I think the universe no, they're but building you know there is? is great. But I watch the movies for the movie universe, and mm. then we go back to the comics, and we get these deeper, more in-depth no, but, stories but, but, that but, go but, but No, but this is the difference. I'm, I'm not saying if it becomes the Marvel movie universe. I'm saying but if it becomes I'm, like but the Marvel movie universe. I think they're going to aim it towards you know? the Marvel movie universe. Yeah, but there's a difference. And in a way, I mean, look, let's face it. Financially, it makes sense to do that. Financially, it makes sense, because at the end of the day, I'm sick of hearing these conversations. I'm sick of hearing these conversations with people who kind of go, like yeah but the real Captain America does this and it was like I just know but the majority of the world knows Captain America from the movies Chris Evans yeah yeah. yeah. but the thing is and that's the thing of these characters the characters shouldn't remain static you need something like this every couple of years that's why I still as much as I don't like the direction the new 52 is taken I think it was probably the, one of the smartest things DC has ever done. Not just from a sales point of view, but it was like one of those shaking out the the pants and seeing if there's any uh, anything left in there, any new ideas left at the bottom of the can, pockets. Can I actually you know? say one Sorry, th- Dave was about to say something. No, I, I, was, I was just going to say quickly, like it, it almost feels like we've been shit on constantly as comic book fans with, with like... You know, like every they, they keep changing things up. They keep changing things up, trying to chase something that they're never gonna get. They're not gonna get like yeah. the movie money. They're not gonna get all these people walking out of the cinema, going into the bookstores and buying the comics. They're like two different things yeah. entirely. It's like stop changing something up that is good already. 
Mm. You know, like what that's that's, say, that's the kind of point. That's yeah. the, like yeah. you know they're not gonna just do like if you're so worried about chasing the money, just literally sell out. Yeah, just actually just drop the ball and you sell look at, out. You look like, at put a title out there. Just say. M- movie universe issue one, but you, you look know, at, like just do it. Look at, like, look at how well yeah. the the Star Wars book sold recently, yeah. really and that literally yeah. goes back to the well of of the original classic stories mm, of the original mm, classic mm. movie universe. Yeah. They've done they've they're they're expanding on that universe, but they're literally going straight from mm. the movie audience, yeah. aiming at at at, at yeah. you know them reading the comics, and they haven't added anything new. To, I mean, they've added anything new things to the mythos, but they haven't added. You know, they haven't had to reboot anything. They haven't yeah. had to change There's, anything. Sorry, Dave. One, one, one real quick little <laughs> thing for me, then we'll, then I'll pass it over. But like, Grant Morrison has this thing where he says, like, "Oh, adults have a real problem with fiction." It's like, well, how does how does Bruce Wayne, yeah. you know, run a multi million dollar company and be Batman? How does Superman be a reporter and be Superman? And a child goes, "Because it's not real." Yeah. And an adult goes, "What's the logic? Where's the logic?" And that's what's happening here exactly. Where right. an adult's going, "What's the logic in this?" And it's like there isn't anything to think about. Just. Nail Tell the story. It's a comic head. book. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. What I was about to say, though, just in reference to a point you made yeah. about four days ago, uh, <laughs> no, no, just about a few minutes ago, which was as much as we rag on the New 52, as much yeah. as people rag on the New the New 52 did succeed when it's, you think about it. because And it was ballsy. Well, because it brought know? me into the DC universe. Yeah. I was did. a Marvel boy. It and started I, the show. Th- it started the show. <laughs> and <laughs> there are, even to this day, I don't read all 52 titles, obviously, but nobody does. But no. I am a regular... Well, half of them don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's only about 40 of them. I am a regular reader of at least five DC titles yeah. now, mm. every single month. And I wouldn't have been reading those books at all if it wasn't and for And you know what? If it, wasn't so for reboot, it did succeed. And if it wasn't yeah. for reboots, relaunches, and jumping on points, there's a bunch of Marvel titles I wouldn't be reading. Daredevil is a great example. Daredevil was a massive change of direction. Hawkeye was a massive change yeah. of direction. These are things. But, but I think, to me, that's where the successes are. That's what Dave was kind of saying. The more success successful approach in my mind the reason I'm reading Daredevil the reason I'm rereading oh I've read some Daredevil before but the reason I'm reading Hawkeye or She-Hulk or any of those titles is because they took an interesting direction to me Mm. that I'd never seen before and that's why I'm reading it not because Mm. necessarily they changed up the whole universe but I think that's what this is ultimately going to do for Marvel I've kind of got a little bit more faith I'm a little less cynical I think that they're going to use this as an opportunity to take interesting new directions with the characters, but not throw the baby out with the bathwater I think at this moment you know? in time, they need... I hope. I hope that's what they're I actually think at this know. moment in time, yes. they need to <laughs> yeah. do this, yeah. because at this moment in time, I think the Marvel Universe is actually a little messy. Yeah. At this moment in time, yeah. I think the new Captain America storyline... And they've line, never done it. Well, and the new Captain America storyline isn't working. Mm. The Crisis. New- Go back to Crisis. I mean, that was a great example of DC just... Uh, saying we have no idea what we're doing anymore. Mm. Like we've got so many different continuities. The fact that Marvel have all these alternate universes and whatnot is is interesting in and of itself. And the like the thing is, but at the end of the day, and we, we do need to move on. But at the end of the day, there is no one version of your comic book character. Mm. Whatever Marvel publishes is the current version of your comic book character. Mm. Like it or hate it, you know when Superior Spider Man that was you know the that was Spider Man. And you know what the option for two, there is two and a half years or something. You don't. Read it if you don't like it. And yeah, vote, vote is, with your feet. Which is what I did. Yeah. I didn't read Superior Spider-Man because it didn't interest me. But then I ended up you know? reading it um, towards the end of the run and catching up with a lot and loving it. But that's a different if story. I, if if different I, story. I was going to play yeah. like like amateur fix-it man or whatever you want to call it. Like, which is yeah, actually your superhero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With, a, with a stress on the amateur. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, but like, I think this may be like a, a, a crisis of I don't know, like um, leadership. Like they just need someone yeah. to come in and go, here's the plan for the year, guys. This is what's going to happen at the beginning, the middle 
middle and the end. Which is you can write anything you want, just have it fit within this. Absolutely, and done. Think about it. Whether you like them or you hate them, it's irrelevant. Either way you go, but the leaders of DC made a decisive decision. And they yeah. came in and they went, this is what we're doing. It's like, why is it a decision? Why, why That's the best it, kind no, of decision. No, super decision. <laughs> why <laughs> is it that, that Marvel and DC can't handle this distinction between a canon and an expanded universe? Yeah. It's like Star Trek can do it. Star Wars can do it. It's like, just have your events, the canon, and everything else yeah. expand out. I think, I think what we're seeing is that, uh, and to bring the movies into it briefly again, is that we're seeing a comics book industry that suddenly has attention on it. Like whether the sales are there or not, they it's kind of like they, they're they're already part of big multinationals. DC is a division of Time Warner. Mm. Um, Marvel is Disney. is, is Disney. part of Disney. Suddenly they're looking at them, going, "Yeah, people are spending money on that stuff, mm. and we're making big movies. We're spending hundreds of million dollars in the movie. Let's 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 impose our will." And I don't want to say it's directly coming from the top, but some of these decisions feel like it. And look, you know, again, we we I mean, we have to move on, but like. I think I think the the reason that you know we're struggling at the moment because it is all speculation, mm. and we don't know. And come April, yeah. we're, we're going to have a better idea of what mm. Battle World's going to look like, and we're kind of we, we might be eating our words mm. and saying, "Oh, okay, shit, that's actually really cool. I yeah. like that." Mm. And we, we've got nothing at the moment. And as I said, my I just got to have one more thing on this. I'm sorry, guys, and sorry to the listeners for rambling on about this crap. But like, we apologize in <laughs> advance for David's yeah, rambling. Because we're already at we apologize we're, for being yeah, comic book geeks. Yeah. We're already, we're already at, at 44 minutes, but this is a big thing to talk about. I guess hence the talking point. But like with comics, it's like at the moment, particularly some of the best work is being done in superhero comics. The Dance best right. writing, the best art, everything. It's like we're now in like the next golden age, the next period of like creativity and just you're, amazingness. You're effectively getting creator owned yeah. comics, but but yeah. like. Uh, from DC and Marvel, DC and Marvel. Mainline, and it's like mainstream. this cynical yeah. fucking corporate crap is just starting to really, I don't know, Agreed. shake everything up unnecessarily. You know? I, I think that's what it is, and I think that's what you you get down to, and you you ultimately get this 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 tension when you have any artistic endeavor that's being sold to the masses. Mm. You're going to have that tension, whether it's film, whether it's comics, and I think we're probably experiencing in the comics industry now the same kind of crap that people have been complaining about in film for mm. the last. 10, 15 years. And it's because it all comes in cycles. The, the same complaints were happening to comics in the 90s, 20 mm. years ago, yeah. when they were doing a billion crossovers and a billion variant covers, mm. which we're seeing again now. Yeah. It's, it's just all cycles. And I think we, we've reached our 20-year cycle of what do we do now? Maybe something like some crazy mum and pop group will come in and start burning all the comics and we'll, you know what? we'll revert to that. <laughs> <laughs> They're polluting our children's minds. Well, I think, I think I'll just finish this discussion. We're talking about something Grant Morrison did actually say as well, which was he was talking about the legacy era of comics, which was the 90s. Um, when you started seeing characters like Kyle, Kyle Rayner mm. instead of you know Green Lantern and it's Connor like the Hawk dark instead of period or something he calls yeah it, the think. dark age yeah. is kind of the launch but yeah. that sort of starts a little bit earlier with the eighties stuff but mm. when he this legacy era when you know DC, and he and the way he talks about it, he said you know DC and Marvel dipped into the world to see if there was anything any new ideas left and they did it by replacing old characters with new they killed off. Um, uh, Green Arrow and replaced him with Connor Hawk. They killed off. Uh, they they made uh, Kyle. Uh, they made um, Hal Jordan go mad and mm. kill all the other Green Lanterns and replaced him with Kyle Rayner. They broke Batman's back and replaced him mm. with John Paul Valley for a Superman. while. They killed Superman and replaced mm. him with four different Supermen. Mm. We're seeing this similar kind of thing. It's kind of this point of like, <sighs> do we have any ideas left? What do we do mm. now? Mm. You know, it's kind of it's that sort of idea of just shaking it well, up and, and seeing like, if there's it's anything. It's like gender and uh, gender changing superheroes in Marvel right now. Yeah. It's like, let's just change things around a little bit. See yeah, what happens. Most, most yeah. of these characters. This is 1961 
is when this this universe Marvel universe has been going since. Yeah. And and nothing they haven't stopped or ended at any point. You know, they've kind of given him soft you know, Spider Man's been given updates and soft reboots throughout the whole thing. But we're effectively operating in the same canon that we operated in mm. then. So it is the the, the the death of creativity is canon. You know, because as soon as you have to, the, the problem with I can't remember who said this, and it was one of the one of the greats said, as soon as you bring canon into the equation, um, you're instantly compare. You know, you're instantly comparing uh, the. You're, you're, that's right. You're instantly putting the very best comics on the same level as the very worst comics, and you know they're all on some sort of level, and you're instantly having to compare them with each other, and unfortunately. You know that means the Marvel universe is only as strong as its weakest comics, mm. and there has been some shit in the last sixty, seventy years. You know, does it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> which we might cut, co- and we will, and we will cover some of that shit on this show mm. because it's fun. But that that's the problem when you when you look at canon. I don't mind canon being shaken out. The New Fifty Two mm. excited me at first. I think it's the direction they took it mm. is the problem. Yeah, and I think Marvel's got some much better artists and writers at the moment. So any new direction they could possibly take this. Is a little bit more reassuring. I think. I think they should really though push for more canon orientated material because I kind of disagree with a little bit of that. Not all of it. I think most of it is pretty true. You have to agree with yeah, me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I have. To, well, no, no. Well, in regards to the beard, I, I, I do kind of have to agree with a lot of that. And but the kind of thing is like I, I just sort of think there needs to be more of an umbrella here, like something I, like because the mythology and the, the the history going back to 1960, etc. is is like. What I love about having it, having said, I all love that because yeah. it, it's it's the closest thing is the Bible. You're, you're talking to books. someone who wrote like a yeah. seven part, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly on, on the history yeah. of Green and Arrow. So they just need to sort that I, out in a way where both parties can win. And, and I, I don't think I it's difficult, really. It's just they need to think about it for a second before worrying about there the is, next week's comic release. There is something magical about picking up a, yeah. a, an they Iron should Man shut comic. down for a month, go on vacation, nothing. yeah, like all sit in a room, get a nice view, have some drinks, and go. What should happen this year? Can you imagine? The, you know, like, can you imagine yeah. that was their move? It's like, you know what? There are no Marvel comics coming out for the next three months, mm. and make make yeah. us make us miss it. You like, know, and it's yeah. like, like look at Gail Simone, making, like this year. You know, like yeah. jumping all around everywhere. It's like Gail Simone can tell her stories and not affect what Scott Snyder's going to do in the Batman canon. Yeah. It's exactly Ooh, right. You know? Yeah. And that's why you have multiple. For, and for fuck's sake, like last year's. Sorry. For, d- d- we're going to we go said on next, for, We said yeah, next week's one yeah, was yeah, going to yeah, be an explicit yeah. one. I think this week's one is. <laughs> no, but it's really crazy. The more you go on about it, the more it starts to really niggle at you, right? Yeah. Like, Last year's canon for DC was Forever Evil, where all our heroes are gone. And then it's like um, Batman's canon was, you know, uh, new uh, Year Zero, where Batman was a flashback. Yeah. It's like th- there was no canon for DC, it was, and the future's end. Yeah, which is you know, five years like, from now. Yeah, It's so, like, that's the yeah. problem. It's like, yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's continue on. Yeah. So, so we'll talk we'll talk about that more when we actually have some information on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a random speculation. <laughs> random speculation. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do we all feel purged? I now? feel a little purged. <laughs> I actually feel because I've kind of been sitting on this all week, and it's like that's exactly what, what do they I need do to with do. It? They need to do a literal purge. A literal purge. Yeah. yeah. Just dump so one one day a year. All, all that's the Marvel, we all just the character gone. New characters. All the Marvel execs lined up yeah. for Colonic. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. picturing. I reckon get rid of get rid of get Marvel shit rid of everything, every comic that exists as today. And yeah. they should bring back some old favorites and just yeah. have that as their life. Rom the Space Knight, Dazzler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now I know we don't really have as strict a time limit on the show anymore, but it's 
Yeah, it's freaking <laughs> hot, and I want to get in the pool before the sun goes down. So it's time for the pick of the week. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. Despite being stuck in a dead end job, Liam could make a real go at a career as a musician. If only he could deal with his internal anxieties and fears. When they literally come to life as a giant in a bag, he finally gets the chance to face them. Written and illustrated by Australia's Jace Harper, this is Awkward. What were the odds I'd find another song called Awkward? <laughs> that was awesome, that music. Oh. It, Although I felt that there that? was a missed opportunity because yeah. it needed to have some guitar stuff in it. Because of oh, guitar, guitar, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, there's an MTV series called Awkward and I just took the theme song ah, from that. Okay. So off we go. That was really uh, cool. I, I actually, well, speaking of critical, I really enjoyed this. Well, I'm going to start this book because I kind of brought this book to the, to the, to the table um, as my Australian pick. We nominated it last year for Best Australian Release, um, which is a, re- a, a award we ended up giving to Andrew Constance Fly, which uh-huh. we also loved. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is very uh, thematically similar to a couple of other books uh, that we've done uh, in the past. I think yesterday you mentioned uh, one, David, which I forgot which one. Underwater Welder. Underwater Welder you were mentioning, and I talked about Seconds as well. Yeah. The idea of um, these very personal uh, journeys but kind of set within the realm of magical realism, mm-hmm. which is kind of – it's kind of my bag. I like that sort of stuff, and I really like this thing, and I really love the imagery in here as well. I quite like Jace Harper, a uh, bit of background on him. He uh, is an illustrator and animator and he's sort of worked in, working in that. For years he did web comics. Um, this is his first full-length graphic novel. And when I say full-length, it's about 96 pages, but it's a really fast read. It is a um, it's Because it, it's, it's largely visual and and, uh, and and the story is is like most like the best magical realism. Like uh, Seconds is about five times as thick as this and it's also as fast to mm-hmm. read because it, they've kind of got – there is a certain language. Well, in telling. Seconds he also didn't fill the whole page either. No, that's true. Yeah, um, so. But there is a certain language to this this, this kind of genre of, of, of um, what I'm, I'm calling magical realism for the purposes of this um, – uh, that there's a certain flow to it because it kind of does flow almost like a, a, a trance state mm. throughout this book. Um, I the, 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 I love the setting of the book. I love that it sets it up as he's going off on a, on a therapy session to explore his past uh, in a way, and and it, there are certain literal um, passageways blocked off to him because he's future and it's not uh, you know determined yet. Um, I love that you know he had this kind of this raging inner demon that's sort of chasing him, which literally manifests later on in the book. And I love well, actually that manifests idea. really early in the book. It really, yeah, it really, and, yeah. and it kind of rampages through his town. But and underneath that, there's a little bit of a romance kind of running as well. He's with, kind with of my got, favorite character in the book, which is the nurse. I think the, the, yeah. the nurse is my favorite. I the love nurse the fact is that great. he yeah. calls because he's having an anxiety, and she's there. Like, well, that. There's, there's the nurse, but also the other, um, uh, you know, guitarist, the other guitarist, guitarist yeah. that he's, he's he's crushing on. And, and and it really is. It's kind of like I think the reason I related to this book so much was that um, it, it's one of those books about finding the courage to put yourself out there. And it's something that I know myself a couple of years ago I, I didn't have. It's something I had to find uh, in myself. And I love it's, it's the kind of the inner workings of these things and how big and scary they do seem. Like how the simple act of getting up on a stage seems mm. terrifying. Um, now you probably couldn't get me off a stage if you tried <laughs> once you put me on one. Um, certainly. Well, spoiler is pretty much the case with him as well. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like well, certainly 
put me behind a microphone. I remember that. We were reminiscing uh, on Monday or Tuesday when I came over here to do the other podcast. We're going through old podcast episodes talking about, you know, the first time I came into this back in 2011 and how uh, terrified I was of the idea of these these big professional podcast people and what they did and had then you act- got to know me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, there's that as well. It's literally that. But two episodes in, like literally my second episode in, I felt like I could do material at the start of the, the episode because because like it, one, it was a really great environment because I'd, I'd taken the step of putting myself out there. I'd taken the step of like actually doing this big scary thing and suddenly the monster wasn't so big anymore, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of a, a literal interpretation of that, that process you know uh and for me this year is all about this kind of stuff you know i'm going off and doing conferences we're doing live shows i'm i'm pushing this show and it's like yeah i, I dig this guy i like what this guy is talking <laughs> about and i really love the artwork i almost want to get a tattoo of the um um on the opening page here there's a i think on on the contents page there's the chapter one page there's this kind of skull and uh rose thing and i and i love that i think it's great um, iconic imagery, and I and I love his style. I love yeah. that kind of, and it is kind of like what uh, Brian Lee O'Malley does yeah. with um, seconds. It takes these, or, or it's or, like if you've ever seen that uh, Pendleton Ward, The Adventure Time, yeah. cartoon series. It's very much like that. It's kind of like you know loose limbed characters, yeah. and they've kind of got these cartoon faces, big eyes, cartoon faces, which I think works uh, for this kind of material because it's like it's it, it's accessible. It sort of brings you instantly closer to that world without having to, mm, to mm. think about it too much. It's a good-looking book. It's, really, it's, it's, it's a beautiful really book. Nice. It's put out through Milk Shadow Books, which is uh, sort of along with Gestalt, one of the two major Australian publishers of uh, graphic novels uh, here. Um, re- and as I said, super fast read. I literally I'd, – I'd read, I'd read it before, but I reread it yesterday and I sort of came home, sat down and read it in, in one very, very quick sitting – um, and loved it. Mm-hmm. And I read so, it. I read it in one sitting. It was a, yeah. yeah, right. It's a very very fast read. Um, it didn't touch me quite as much as it touched you. Well, it's because um, you have no heart. Well, there is that. Also, <laughs> I, I've, I've never been really plagued by that kind of anxiety, though. Uh, I yeah. grew up on stage, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up performing basically, and and I've grown up always being the drama kid. You know. Yeah, but for me, it, it goes deep in that. It's not the actual performing part of it because I I got over that very um, early stage. For me, it was more. It's just the notion of putting myself out there at all, mm. which is, I think, which is well, more about. Once again, not, it's you know, never been much of an issue yeah, with sorry. me, um, and that that's okay. But I, and I like the book. I thought it was a I thought it was a sweet little story. And as I say, yeah. I really like the nurse, and I like. I just felt that it's a story that I don't know. For all intents and purposes, it could have been it could have been thirty pages shorter. Mm. I thought it made its point really early okay. on. And then the rest of it just felt kind of like filler. Because I was the opposite. Um, I actually wanted more. Yeah. So I kind of went, okay, I get get your metaphor. I I dig where you're coming from. And then it kept going. I'm going, okay, so the monster's still rampaging. Okay, so he still hasn't quite faced his inner demon yet. Okay, so he still hasn't faced his inner demon yet. And it's like, I felt that way throughout the whole... So even though I was enjoying it, I'm kind of going... Is there more? But that's what I liked about it. I liked that it wasn't a simple solution. It's like, you know, therapy is not a quick fix. It's not going to mm. an island and and getting, you know, rubber stamped. It is this process that you have to go for and you have to go back to sometimes. What I do process. like is the fact Actually, that- I think that's the other reason I relate to it because it is basically – uh, the process of going to psychotherapy. It is, it is that process, something well, I've been in for the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, one of the things I really do like about this book, though, I think very subtly it's basically saying as well, 
drugs won't help you at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Because remember, they spilled the the solution at the end, and he yeah. has to actually do something about it rather and, than just you know. Rely I have some issues with that too because there are times when sure, when, no, absolutely, but, what it, but well, it's but, also it's saying you because know. he also took those drugs. Yeah. At the beginning, so that helped him there. Yeah. Which unleashed his inner bad. Yeah. Um, but then he got he had to actually work through it to take care of. Yeah, it's not the, the only monster. solution. Exactly. That, that, and so I can see all of his points, and, yeah. I, and as I say, I enjoyed the read. I read it one hit. I enjoyed it. I just I think I wanted a little bit more. Okay, and I think that's really what, what, what would have when you say we wanted more because you said because you also said that the story you got the point really early yeah, on. Yeah, so I was hoping so, I was hoping it was going somewhere else, okay, uh, or doing something more by the second half, and really it was just continuing of that same story all the way through, yeah. and so I kind of just felt like. Yeah, this just felt like we'd been we kind of pushed it out a little bit. It didn't need to be that long. Fair it could have been it could have been uh, fly length. Uh, Dave, you've been a little quiet. Mm-hmm. So, how did you uh, feel about? You just oh, I don't the know if again. I have <laughs> much to say about it at all. Really, like I I really liked it, um, and the art's awesome. But um, you know, no, it's just it's just such a quick read. It's awesome. I don't yeah, know, you know. It, yeah. I I can't really go into it going, oh, is this is going to be the next from hell, or is this going to be. The next, and like, no, no, would you expect Grant Morrison thing? Yeah. I just, it's just a really yeah. enjoyable, quick little read. It's like, it's like, uh, like a twenty-minute Saturday morning cartoon. I don't know. Actually, Saturday yeah, morning cartoon is a yeah, really good. Yeah, pull. That's a yeah, very yeah. good pull. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I kind of feel a little bit weird about this book in particular. Like, uh, and I don't, I'm kind of a bit quiet on it because it, it looks a lot like a friend of mine's drawing and style. Right. So right, I right, feel, right. I feel kind of like I'm talking about my friend's work, and I don't mm. really want to. Okay. Do that if that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Like, and, uh, and you know, I, I really like this book, so you know, yeah, it, ju- I, it just feels like I'm kind of selling a friend's work. So I, I you know, okay, yeah. no, fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's good. It's uh, a good book. It's worth picking up for sure. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it, and and I think that it's it's one of the things because one of the things about uh, I think the Australian industry is that a lot of the stories are very personal in this mm. sense, and I think that there's there's a collection I picked up at uh, I mentioned on the old Comic Con shows as well, kinds of or some some. Some kind of blue or kind of blue, uh, which was a collection of it was an anthology of stories about depression. And I know I think it's Hazard Publications has um, a book about depression coming out this year as well. So I think I've been finding this kind of uh, theme going throughout Australian comics. And I don't know whether it is the fact that we're in Australia, that we're outside the industry, the fact that we're that we are an island nation. You know, <laughs> well that's that that's we one do of the, that's one of the big with. things about it. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. It's kind of like in this country, it's so hard to, and I can tell you from like the aforementioned friends, it's like it's so hard to get something published. Absolutely, it is yeah. remarkably hard. So it's a massive achievement alone that he actually the, managed to get this done. Like, and that's the kind of thing. It's it's it is funny that they all end up being about how hard it is to get a comic published. Like that's kind of what at the heart of it. It's like in, in a way, and it's it not is. it's not it's, just a comic. It's just how hard it is to get an, an artwork well, out is, there. And and so they end up becoming about how hard it is to be a singer and how hard it is to to get to people out there. to well, like this your is, stuff. This is interesting for you, Dave, because you as as a filmmaker hmm. um, know how hard it is to get a film made in this country. How much yeah. how much of yourself you have to put yeah. into that. Well I, well, I had a friend, like, um, and I'll mention his name, Jeff, uh, and I won't say his last name just in case he doesn't want me to talk about it. But he spent two years making a graphic you novel. You can mention <laughs> it. We can do this. no he spent two years slaving away on a graphic novel two years and i thought it was really good and it's like 180 pages yeah and no one picked it up and so he just publishing you know he has thought about it and you know because he's just so cut about not having it published the thing is the the australian you can't really talk about it's like why do i want to spend like six hours a night 
drawing this thing because you enjoy for it. two years. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, after a while, it becomes no. Look, I, I completely understand you know, it. it is where's my rent going to be? How's my rent going to be paid? And how? But how, I don't you know. think I don't think. Uh, I mean, the the American comics industry, which actually has an industry, is no easier to break into no. by virtue of having no. an industry. I think what we've seen in Australia is is uh, a lot more comics that I'm aware of just because of the internet. Because mm. and the fact, I, when, I, when I put together a uh, those two articles I was talking about before about Australian comics coming out this year, there were so many. And so many people got in touch with us saying, I've got this coming out digitally. Mm-hmm. I've got this coming out in print. I'm doing put this, putting this out in a zine fair and putting this out mm. self-publishing out this year. And now that there's these great comics on demand mm. um, uh, services that you can yeah. actually uh, self... And owner-created uh, comicsology yeah. section... Mm. Yeah, comicsology uh, com- submits it. But, but look, but look, yeah. like, like at, at the end of the day, I, I can't, I can't tell my friend what to do. No, of right. Course. So, so that that's one of the things. So I can see his pain, but I can't be like, this is how you should do your life. So, it, but this like, is this is kind like, of what this book's about. Yeah, in a way. and it's so, but, but the, the point is just sort of like that. At the at the end of the day, a lot of these books end up coming about, kind of coming, and it's not this. This is this is done well, but a lot of books end up coming out going, oh, it's so whiny and it's so hard. My life is so torturous, and yeah, I can smoke weed on the weekends and yeah I can go perform when I want to and it does sound you know, like the like, Australian film industry doesn't it you know yeah it's kind of like <laughs> no, it's it, very it, much so <laughs> it isn't that and this is what this book proves like it isn't that hard guys yeah it's just like just destroy your book and try and get it and, out there and this is the thing this know? is to bring this back to the book because I don't want to I don't want to make this about the Australian comics industry uh, no stop yeah. because we know so many people in the Australian mm. comics industry we've befriended so many people in the Australian mm. comics industry and there is some amazing stuff coming out that's what we need to stress if you're listening internationally check out and we should stress this is a good book and this is a great. I'm, book. I'm giving yeah. some niggles here, but it is a good, good book. book. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think what I'm hearing from from you, Dave, uh, David, more than anything, is that it's not in your wheelhouse. Pretty much, but yeah. but yeah, the thing is, and and I connected really strongly to this, and it is about the the the, the creative process. It's sort of interesting that we ended up we did end up having a discussion around the industry and film mm. and putting it out there because it is in a lot of ways about that anxiety of like going, well, I've written these great songs, but I'm I'm just noodling around. He says, you know, mm. I'm just I'm just doing, you know. Uh, I'll try again. Tomorrow. I'll try it. And she's like, "That's not noodling around, dude. That mm. was pretty good." And it's like, "No, no, no, no. It's it, it's fine. I'm not." Yeah, exactly. I've got yeah. friends. You know, speaks, I've got speaks, friends who are guitarists yeah. who said exactly, exactly that. that yeah, because yeah. you, know? you, you, know, you you hear them play, yeah. and it's like, like, like yeah, dude, exa- you're good. Yeah, you know? yeah, but like for, for example, like us in our in our position where we are, like like we meet someone we don't know, and it's like, what do you do for a living? And it's like, well, I podcast, or well, I make a comic, yeah. or I want to make movies. Hmm. And it's kind of like their response is a blank slate. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. What's it about? You know, it's <laughs> like for other people, it's just some fun hijinks that we do. And that, you I know, think like that, 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 that's kind of a bit of the, the thing. It's and that's like, the effect because I'll oh, read, read my thing. It's about how depressed yeah. I was. The Australian industry, such <laughs> as it is, yeah. is so small that. It's almost inconceivable to choose that as a career here. Yeah. Yet we know so many people who have and have made a great fist of it, um, and are making money off it. Uh, some, you know, some more than others, uh, depending on you know where they've been published. Mm. But it is difficult, and it doesn't get any easier. But the, I think the the ultimate point is you're not going to make anything if you don't try. If you don't try, yeah. and I mean like, that's what yeah, I take exactly. Away from this it's book, like, and, the, and the comics so. are like the some of the best here that's starting to come out in a really good awesome way and so same with film mm. like the Duke just last year like awesome everybody and, and yeah. how, many, how many lists of top 10 films yeah. all over the world the Duke ended up on is staggering yeah. staggering and why because it's not about like a, a mother that's addicted to heroin and trying to raise a child in, in, in the western suburbs write this down 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Because it's kind of like like people want to watch something that's entertaining. They don't want like a historical lesson about like uh, Gallipoli again. Or anyway, we're going think, way uh, off. Think topic about just here, think about the show yeah. though. If we had sat there and gone, oh, but what if nobody listened to mm. us? And oh, what if what if yeah. this? Uh, I do would, that frequently. David. We would never have started anything. But <laughs> yeah. instead, we said no. we got some microphones, we got a mixer, exactly. we got a computer. Let's record yeah. something, put it out there, and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we did, and that's how Geek actually well, started. We said, let's see what yeah. happened. And my, my point is like the way to get people to read more comics in Australia and the way to get people to watch more movies made in Australia is the same. It's like just don't try and sell it to Australians or sell it to other filmmakers or other comic book writers. And I think, yeah. I think that's what the, the, certainly the two big, one, two big companies are doing really well. I don't well. know what I'm talking about though because I don't know. I think a lot of the, the big companies are doing that and if you want to find out more about this publisher in particular, it's Milkshadow Books, uh, milkshadowbooks.com. And uh, check out Jace Harper on the web as well. Mm. Uh, his his first name is you can see it in the show notes, but it's uh, J A S E Harper. Um, look, I, I really like this book. Really enjoyed it. I'd, yeah. I'd recommend it to people. I recommend. It. I actually yeah. bought it as a Christmas present for someone this year. Yeah. So, um, and I have heard from them since. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, uh, that's that's my pull quote for the. <laughs> <laughs> for the back of the book, no, like I, I, I really, really enjoy this book, and I'll, I'll, I'll I'm going to be a hearty recommendation mm. for it. Uh, next to your, you know, kind of what I'm sensing is I enjoyed it, but you know, look, I think it's worth it's, picking up. It's a, it's a good yeah. read. Mm. So and I, I think, would, and yeah. you, you, we should support the Australian industry. So yeah, not only is it a good read, but it also is going to a good cause, which is actually supporting the industry. So mm, definitely yeah, go yeah. pick it up. Now, uh, David, I, I hear um, a girl on her way. <laughs> uh, because oh, uh, you were mentioning picking up on a point you made four minutes ago, uh, which was about uh, if we put ourselves out there, sometimes we don't know anyone's listening, but sometimes we get a veritable metric shit ton of feedback. True. And this week we measured it, and it's at least two metric shit tons. Uh, <laughs> which heard- does go into another scale, but we won't mention it. No. <laughs> 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 we heard from Joshua Larson on our Facebook page who said, I'm a few weeks behind, but you guys asked for feedback. I prefer the longer shows. Well, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> this one's gone way over. And spoiler away, once the material is a few weeks old. Thanks, Joshua. Uh, we've heard from Matthew Gatuziak a couple of times uh, who said that in regards to your feedback question, I'd like to see longer podcasts and heavy spoilers for major comic events. Sometime in 2015, could you guys please review The Ghost in the Shell manga for the film's 20th anniversary? He also makes a second request because we put out another question last week about what uh, comics should we do for the um, uh, live shows, Comic-Cons. And he says, for the Melbourne Oz Comic-Con live podcast, which I'm assuming you're going to be at, Matthew, um, could you guys please review the classic Alan Moore story for the man who has everything? The Justice League Unlimited episode adaptation was brilliant, especially the final sequence. Which is actually the thing we were talking about the other week, and we yeah. called it uh, something else. We were actually yeah. trying to remember what that was called, but that is the the one we were talking about. Yeah. This is just a, um, a random one, because I missed this one from December. This was from iTunes, and it's another place you can leave feedback for us, and we encourage people to leave feedback for us. Go to iTunes, look up behind the panels, leave a star rating, drop us five stars, uh, drop us a comment. We appreciate it all. Takes you 30 seconds, means amazing things to us. Um, and this one is from Claret71, uh, a wine drinker perhaps. It says, hanging out with the boys, five stars. Let's, <laughs> talk, let's talk about films, comics, sci-fi and geekdom. Love hanging out with this podcast. Hey, hey I like thanks, that. Claret. Awesome. Um, or is it Claret? Uh, <laughs> now, the Mario Tot, who wrote to us last week, and I horribly mispronounced his name, 
Um, right Swiss with a subject line, age! <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yep. Um, and says, Dave, I triple dare you to yell it out during the media <laughs> screening. <laughs> during the media screening. <laughs> Can I just say uh, my favorite piece of feedback this week? <laughs> um, going through some of the rest of the feedback, Jeff Witham, uh, uh, good mate of ours, lives in Melbourne, said, just listen to the Civil War app, which was a couple of weeks ago. He said, please keep spoiling. Please, if you if anything, uh, if anything, spoil more. Uh, keep, keep going over an hour. I can't have enough panels. P.S. And this is a question we haven't, I didn't uh, ask you about before. When is film actually in GMC coming back? We've been teasing an announcement of sorts. And we're still going to continue teasing an announcement. Yes. All I'm going to say <laughs> is that we are, at this point, it's kind of a difficult one, but at this point, we've had all of our other shows kind of on life <laughs> on li- <laughs> life support, basically wondering what we're doing with everything. We did kind of come back with a film, actually, and then it's gone back into life support and GMC's in life support. Bottom line is this. I'm going to make this official right now. As mm. of right now, as of this moment, all of the previous Geek Actually shows are dead. <gasps> okay? It's behind the panel's battle world. Battle world! <laughs> <laughs> because bottom line is, they're years in the past and we need something fresh and blah, blah, blah. There is a like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Uh, we will be bringing one show back to encompass them all, and we will have more to report on that within the next few weeks. Okay? So just bear with us. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a second show. It will be weekly, and it's going to be awesome, we hope. <laughs> uh, it'll be up to you guys whether it's awesome. So, you know. In the meantime, you can listen to go to podcastpillarfort.com and listen to that. Absolutely. Podcast. That's the, when I said everything's being scrapped. Not that. No. <laughs> all the shows that were on life support are being <laughs> We haven't discussed that one yet, yeah. Dave. No, no. Podcast uh, Pillow Fort uh, is still fortnightly, although that's going to be weekly. It will be shorter episodes, but weekly. Shorter episodes, but weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in February, everything will st- start changing around. Oh, it's going to be fun. Panels is going to be still weekly, and it's going to be basically what we do every week. It'll be we do that. four hours long. And then <laughs> there's going to be the yeah, new For every someone that asks it to be longer, we'll make it an extra hour. <laughs> <laughs> And there will be the new mystery show coming back because, uh, you know, quite frankly, it's my network and I don't host a show right now. So, right, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be it's bringing. A nice I'll net, be bring, it's I'll, a nice network you're hosting for me. <laughs> I'll be bringing a show back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quickly running through some of these other bits of feedback because we did get a lot. Christopher Galvin on Twitter said to us, Should I uh, the "Girl, back again. Here we go. Yeah, we go." I said, <laughs> "He said, just realised I added the word hookers and blow to a text I was about to send whilst it, while this podcast was playing." Uh, he, <laughs> then he also added came very close to squeeing when he was mentioned on Behind the Panels, uh, one of my New Year's resolutions accomplished. Well, if your 2016 New Year's resolution was to be mentioned twice on the show, mission accomplished. Uh, Mike Bradley says, uh, in response to the podcast, go long or go home. Uh, that's another hour to the podcast. <laughs> so um, far, we're up to about an hour and a half on this show. Four hours. And he says, also, always be spoiling. Uh, there's less impact without context. And he also adds as a suggestion for the live show, Saga Omnibus. We could do some more Saga. It's possible. Now, um, I'll mention this one very quickly because it's a, a creator. I think we've mentioned. Do you guys have heard of Mark Millar? Oh, a little bit. Oh, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, he's, he tweeted no me and said, way. I did a review for the Kingsman movie. And he goes, ah, oh, thanks very much. Actually, he would have said, ah, oh, thanks very much, Richard. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so, awesome. and, and Tiny Triumph, uh, borrowing shamelessly from Extra Hot Great, followed me on Twitter. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what that means, people? That means private messaging. Pri- I can private <laughs> message Mark Millar. Okay, final message from our good friend, uh, Matt White, uh, Snake Oz. 
uh, who sent us a lengthy uh, email, and I won't read out all of it. But uh, I'll why not? It. Seems like time restrictions aren't there. Yeah, let's do it. Said, hey guys, keep up the good work. And in regards to questions asked about the length of the show and spoilers, well, spoiler away. I don't buy many comics due to lack of free funds. With most of my spare money going towards PS3 games, you guys should really look to bring back platforms or a game section in one of your shows. I, I need you to spoil them so I know what's happening. Uh, then more detail, the better. Smiley face. Uh, and uh, take as much time as you need. We will. While it's good to stick to a set time, if you need... I'm going to take as much time as I need on this. Uh, if you need to go over or don't, cut the segment and discussion short just to fit it in. Uh, the odd one and a half hour or two hour show isn't going to hurt. I agree. In regards to donations, which was our other question from last week, I'll be slinging you some money once you decide how you're going to go about accepting donations, but probably won't be before the February live show. That's our February live show at Good Games Hurstville mm-hmm. uh, here in Sydney. Um, but before the March show, uh, though since my bank account won't be able to donate enough for Hookers and Blow, here's the best Google image I could find of said Hookers and Blow. I'm just going to show that to you here. <laughs> I may even put that in the show notes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Should be good to be at both uh, at both live shows at Good Game. Again, that's the 11th of February, 11th of March as well. Just need to tell the boss I won't be at work. Um, I hope he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think we need to tell our bosses we won't be at work I'll be, as I'll well. be talking to my boss about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, they don't know how good I'll, uh, I'll be at discussing the books unless you do a good job on spoiling them. Matt White, thank you as always. One of our longest term supporters, Matt White. Absolutely. Snake Eyes. And Snake Eyes has actually you. been on show. He's so. been on the show. He brought, yeah. Didn't he bring a drone on? He brought a drone and he's brought a digital Rubik's Cube. <laughs> he, used so, to be, he used to be our gadget guy. Gadget guy. We so. flew a drone. We flew We flew a quadcopter <laughs> in the studio. Yeah. That's why they You wouldn't want to do that thoughts. right now. Hey, look how many No, no, this was in the This was in the, Rand, this was in the Randwick <laughs> studio and we had lots of room. You couldn't yeah. swing a cat in here. And Although we could try. We could. There yeah. is a cat wandering about somewhere. <laughs> if you hit any square inch of this of this room right now, you'd you'd cause like two hundred dollars worth of damage. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, challenge accepted. <laughs> Dude, All right, I want to go swimming. Okay, yes. so uh, next week we'll be doing our Kingsman: The Secret Service film special. Yeah. Been a while since we've done a good old fashioned film special, and I suspect there'll be a few this year and next year. And the week after that. I believe we are, if you want to read ahead while we're taking some time off, we will be getting Louis Joyce in the studio, fingers crossed, to do the Aquaman uh, New 52. Uh, uh, the Trench. Tre- the Trench story, which we're meant to do uh. last year. So, um, And then, of course, after that, our live show, we're doing Watson and Holmes, a study in black, out of Good Games, Hurstville on the 11th of Which you're all welcome January. to come to. Look for the event page. Look, look for the link in our live shows, uh, mm-hmm. link on, our, on behindthepanels.net. Um, and it'll take you straight through the event page with directions and times and all that kind of good stuff. And While we're mentioning good games as well, very quickly, we should say that tomorrow, Australia Day, our time, this episode should be out in yes. time for you to hear that. Um, it should be out by tomorrow morning. Uh, we will be at a DC Deck Builders mm. tournament. Uh, Dave and I will be at the mm-hmm. DC Yeah, I'll Deck be having Builders a long tournament. lunch and probably getting drunk somewhere. <laughs> uh, so if you want us to come and see us get our asses kicked... <laughs> maybe I will make time. See our asses handed to us in... Uh, a DC deck builder tournament uh, come out to good games as well the address is at that at that uh, that page fan freaking tastic well until next week 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at DVD Bits, and of course, you can find everything else that I'm doing at the moment on BehindThePanels.net. You can find me on GeekActually.com. Remember, you can always uh, voicemail us on 02801114167 or use Skype ID GeekActually, all one word. You do not need to friend us. You can just and dial if you want it to in. send any more feedback, feedback at BehindThePanels.net or hit Abs- us up on Facebook. And you can also find me on Twitter at David McVeigh. Uh, you can find me. At Dave Longo on Twitter and damngoodcup.com. It's and, back. Uh, it's back. It's paid for on everything. It's oh, and I sh- and I should I, I'm actually going to do a Kingsman review for nice. it. Nice. Fantastic. Think. And I should remind people as well for this mystery show that we are talking about. Mm. Uh, any sort of uh, pre on this that we're going to talk about or any spoilers we're going to lose will be on geekactually.com. And all of our shows. And facebook.com forward slash geekactually. Those will be the two places to keep your mm-hmm. eyes Fantastic. On. Well, until next week. Have a very happy Australia Day if you hear this before then. If you don't, hope you had a good Australia Day. And if you're not Australian, hope you just had a good Monday. Uh, but until then, <laughs> I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm David Longo. And this has been Behind the Panels. Behind the Panels is a production of geekactually.com. Don't try to find-